Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project podcast. Um, we've got Leighton on today from Sharesies. And I'm really excited to speak to you because we, I know that a lot of you are interested in jumping on sharesies and it's sort of got that reputation for being maybe more of a beginner's platform. And we'll hear a bit about the story of sharesies as well. So hi, Leighton. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Um, so maybe do you want to start off by explaining a bit about your role with sharesies and the story and how it all began? Yeah. So I'm one of the co-founders and directors of sharesies. Uh, we started about th- three years ago, or just a little bit longer than that. Um, we launched our first product at the end of May 2017, so that's close to three years now. Um, and it was started uh, for the purpose of giving someone with $5 the same investment opportunities as someone with $500,000. Uh, and that really came from one of our other founders, Sonia, who um, was just just really wanted to invest and she wanted to do it with $50 and this question sort of came about from well why can't I uh, and at the time there's lots of things about house prices uh, the millennial avocado on toast thing was topical in the news <laughs> and we uh, were working in banking at the time and um, we got connected because I had an investment club that I started probably about must be 15 years ago now, putting $50 a week in and investing in lots of different things. And um, from there, we ended up as a group of six founders and sort of the rest is history, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And um, you're saying Sonia sort of wanted, had the idea of wanting to invest mm. $50 and I can relate to that as well because that's something I wanted to do. Was that sort of your vision as well or were you already quite involved in investing at that stage? Uh, no, I, I was still doing my $50 a week and I still do into my investment groups. But that, um, I mean, what that really showed was how much that can add up because by the yeah. time um, we met, the, the, it was a, it's a group of about 14 of us. And um, the reason that started was because it was always like, well, how are we going to get to these minimums that you need to invest just by myself? And I couldn't based on, I was a student at the time. So it, there was lots of reasons it became a good idea for me. Uh, to do $50 a week and like I say I still do it now and I started when I was 17 and I I think you Mm. know I always I always think that if I just put that $50 a week every week away into investments then I won't have to worry about retirement and that's like the power of compounding interest and this what seems like such a small amount of money over time really adds up so yeah we Mm. the platform now has uh, even in Sharesy's case our average deposits around about $30. $30. We have people with millions of dollars in their portfolio and people with less than $50 in their portfolio, but they can all invest in the same things and they all have the same opportunities. And we now have close to $400 million invested in the platform. Uh, and in the next day or so, we're going to reach 150,000 investors. So that's really exciting. Wow. And one of the big things, I mean, you said it's sort of known for new investors and that's that's true. Uh, lots of people who start with shares, about 70% of our customers actually consider themselves being new when they join. But the important thing is you're getting exactly the same access as someone who's been doing it for years and years and those those people with millions of dollars. So um, that's really important. We, we're less about being the platform for new investors and more about being the new way of investing, which means that everything mm. is available to everyone. Yeah, exactly right. And I definitely love that because investing has always been something that I um, wanted to get into, but it seemed like 
it was too difficult or there were some sort of barriers of entry that, you know, didn't allow you to do that at a young age with a little bit of money. So it is cool that it is definitely becoming more normalized now to invest like that and can do so easily through platforms like Sharesies, which is great because everyone should be able to, I guess, gain that um, level of financial literacy around compounding interest and um, investing in order to do that. And like you say, set themselves up for retirement. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, we always talk about 10 years at, sh- at Sharesies. It's like a good time frame to have thinking about your money, but people have all different mm. types of strategy because, uh, you know, we're firm believers in KiwiSaver and people who are employed should have access to that as well. But um, retirement, who knows when you might need this money, but, you know, anything up to uh, 10 years plus, I mean, particularly now with interest rates where they are, savings just is not necessarily going to cut it. So uh, you have yeah. to look at some places where you might be able to make a bit more, and that's a little bit more risky. So you have to allow a bit more time um, to be able to get that out. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about the Sharesies platform itself, how it works and how people can get involved with it? Yeah, so it's completely online web app company, and um, you can currently access – Uh, a bunch of managed funds so that's think about like a basket of companies so managers select their favorite companies basically or the ones that they think are going to perform really well and put those uh, into a basket or a fund and wrap that up so it's those ones are much like your KiwiSaver. We then have exchange traded funds which are listed on the NZX and those ones are much like your managed funds except for they trade on an exchange and they tend to be passive investments so and by that I mean they might just say hey the rule is we're going to select the top 50 companies in New Zealand and we're going to make sure that we follow this that's called an index the NZ top 50 and whatever the percentage is on that NZ top 50 then this fund's going to track that Um, so we have those and then we also have the New Zealand listed companies so uh, that's companies like Auckland Airport, Fletcher Building, New Zealand, A2 Milk, Uh, lots of companies that people will be familiar with uh, are all available there as well so you can be quite flexible on what you choose and then we're in the later stages now of our building for US shares so we're going to add a whole lot of US companies um, and funds actually in the next couple of months. And so I suppose with Sharesies being such an accessible platform is is that what you would consider your point of difference to other platforms or what other differences do you think you have so yeah we've definitely got the ones like price we're much cheaper to trade individual companies and stuff than what the more traditional models are you can do it all yourself online that's the next thing uh the big Mm. point of difference would be uh um, fractionalized investing is one of them so you can literally put one cent into any company that you want I mean most people don't our average trade size is more like five or six hundred dollars but as far as not leaving people out uh, you can teach kids you can uh, if mm. you own if you have uh, fifty dollars a week like I say which is what I was investing when I started out was I, I could literally have put that across every company in the exchange if I wanted to, um, but using Sharesies now. So that's that's a big one. And then the other one is we have a real focus on design and user experience. So it should feel as easy as doing other types of uh, shopping or consumer type activities that maybe aren't so necessarily positive for your overall financial yeah. well-being, although they might be very good for other types of well-being. So we're not we're not really about trade-offs so much um, at Sharesies as far as having it all. You should be able to have your avocado on toast and invest for a good future. Yeah, yeah completely. And I, I think another thing that drew me to Sharesies, and I don't know about other people, is just it, it does have that kind of basic 
it's quite aesthetically pleasing, but it's easy to sort of use and it, it's quite self-explanatory. You're not really confused going onto the platform, which I like as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing for us because it should be easy. The hardest thing to make anything is easy. And I actually was mm. I was speaking at an event, it was probably a year or so ago, uh, uh, um, or so ago, and I can't remember what the event was, but someone from the audience in the question time said, why does Shazzy's dumb down everything? And it was more of a sort of an industry event. And I, it was one that I took. Uh, I didn't particularly like the question, but I, I, my response I, that I gave, I definitely believe now. And, and what I said was like, that shows the classic misunderstanding and what um, people should mm. be trying to achieve and why so many people are locked out. It's like this industry has been com- completely overcomplicated. And um, actually, we, you know, we, try, we trade live on the stock market. We have... Um, all the same problems. We have to get your money in there. We have to make sure that money is safe. We have to help you make good decisions. We have to get the price that you want. All, all these things, and it has to happen. Our customers have an expectation that it happens very quickly. So um, everything that's going on is actually extremely complicated, but that ability to make it seem so easy on the front is what um, is really hard about what we do, and that's why it's hard to replicate um, and something we're really proud of, you know, like I firmly believe it should be easy, just like it is to go buy anything else. Um, mm. so, so, I mean, if you have to ask what one of my the big achievements, I think we've delivered, it is that feeling of basicness or ease, ease, which is exactly what it should be, but it's been a long time since it has felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. It, it, it's, it's really good, especially for those younger people. And like you say, getting kids involved, it should be something that people feel like they can, get involved with and and try without it being this big complicated um thing that's sort of out of their reach so yeah that's really awesome as well and I suppose at the moment times are different to what we're um used to and if there was someone who wanted to get into investing and hadn't had any experience with that before how would you describe the current investing climate with COVID-19? Uncertain would be my word um Mm. so the big thing about investment markets is they what you're trying to do is price the value of a company into the future. So, you, you know, price is always arbitrary to some degree. It's like what is the, the – and the market agrees, buyers and sellers, where they meet is what the market agrees is the price for an investment. No different to any other sort of traditional market where you'd go to a shop and say, hey, I want to buy that, what's the price? And then you only buy it if you agree that it's worth that much. And – Right now, uh, things are uncertain, so we we don't know how this is going to play out. The um, from a health aspect, even like when there's going to be a big big day when either a cure or some sort of medicine uh, or vaccine uh, comes to light for COVID nineteen. But then, from an economic point of view, also as well, how long is this going to drag on for um, with regards to closed borders and um, hospitality industry not being able to be open in New Zealand's case tourism all these massive industries there's lots of unknowns and I think you almost everyone would be lying if they said they knew how this was going to play out and if you did know you could um (laughs) then you should get investing (laughs) because there's probably a big opportunity (laughs) there but um yeah so so what that means is markets are very volatile so they're up and down at the best of times the uh investment markets are a roller coaster and right now it's particularly so that so they've been the most volatile that they've ever been in the last couple of months. Uh, on the other side that from that, from being new, um, a huge part of investing is the education aspect and there's no time to get education like now and it's sort of 
what's the good things can come out of that can come out of a very uncertain time and maybe it's exactly the time to be testing a little bit and learning what's mm-hmm. happening in markets and uh, and then for people who are existing investors the analogy I always use is most of us or a lot of people understand property investment you understand that you own the house um, that you paid a certain amount of money for it and that in the future you expect that house to be worth more and um, one of the big differences with property is you don't arrive each day to your letterbox and see a green or a red number saying whether the price of your house has gone up or down. And as a result, you don't try sell or buy off the back of that. And I think for a lot of people who are reasonably new to investing or, you know, to be honest, I believe it for everyone, really, I think stock prices, ups or downs are very, very hard to pick. The important thing is choosing something that you think will be around in the future and ultimately worth more and then worrying less about those those ups and downs in the short term. Mm. Yeah. And on the back of that question, I suppose, do you think that this is a good time for someone to begin investing? And um, how could the Shizzy's platform help with that? I, It's a bit of a dangerous question. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will answer it, though. I, I think if you're not investing in any time, the best time to start investing is right now. And the reality is if you start investing right now, from a price perspective, it's better than starting three months ago, which people would have said was a very good, good time perhaps to be investing. So yeah. the, the answer is yes. Uh, and just come into it with eyes wide open and you'll see that up front now, prices will move a lot, but you just got to make do some research perhaps or go into one of those funds that I was talking about um, mm-hmm. and then learn. And then the reason why I think shares is very good is firstly, you can literally go and, and within five minutes you can be investing if you start signing up. Um, but secondly, you don't necessarily need to come in with $10,000 or $5,000 or even $1,000. You can test these markets with much smaller amounts and the education could be invaluable. So I think, yeah, I think ultimately, I, I think now is a really, really good time to start investing. And I think that for all the time, it's um, if you're coming into it with a 10-year mindset, then uh, there's probably not going to be too much difference between now, yesterday or tomorrow. Mm, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I am with Shares and I remember when I first started, I came in with twenty dollars, and I was like, I'm just going to have a play around and and see what I can do. And it, it's fun and interesting to be able to have such a small amount of money, but still get that experience of just chucking a bit of money into something and seeing what it does, and then you sort of learn from there. So I guess on that, what resources does or does Shares have any resources on the platform that might aid that? a beginner investor to make decisions on where to invest their money? Yeah, we do. We we have a huge focus on education. We really want to help people make informed decisions as best as they can. Um, And Mm. in saying that, I would say that one of the best ways of being educated is just by starting. And to your point, even if that is with $20, uh, that can be one of the best ways of getting started and getting comfortable. Um, But within the platform, Mm. we have lots of right from sign up. There's a lot of education and on our website, we have a whole blog series around lots of different themes that people can read about investing. And um, uh, we also have helped things like auto-invest portfolios. So we help you uh, within that. We have portfolio allocations that will help someone make some investments into funds focused on different risk levels and diversification or whether you prefer sustainable. Um, so there are lots of ways 
we help within the app. And then, of course, if you can't find what you're looking for in our help center or in our blog, um, we do have a customer care team that is just a message away and um, always happy to help as well. Uh, on top of that, we do things like um, share clubs. So that's where we get everyone together and we get expert speakers in and we discuss what's happening in the markets and um, normally focus on a specific topic. Uh, we also do market updates um, three times a week. We call that Lunch Money Newsletter, and that says what's happening with different companies um, and funds and normally got a few um, hint or a few things to think about, education points. Um, and then finally, every Thursday, we do a Lunch Money Live sem uh, seminar, which Sonia and I uh, run at the moment and we always have guests to speak to but on top of that there's a chance to ask us any questions about what's going on and we answer what we can um, yeah so a bunch of mm. stuff to help out yeah awesome and I suppose personally do you think it's important for young people to consider investing oh yeah so much so I like I think everyone should I think mm. um, the, there's a the wealth gap is getting bigger and it really is between those who are investing and, and those who are not. And um, if you're getting 2% on your savings rate, um, you know, companies are what drive the economy ultimately. Um, I always sort of say it like it's the, it's your salary that pays for your mortgage, not your mortgage that pays for your salary. So it's, you know, ultimately the companies that have to be top of the food chain, uh, that's how the economy is set up. So, I think that's really important. On shares, you can invest in lots of different property types as well and bonds, but all these options are now available. So, yeah, I think um, it's it's really, really important. And um, another thing about investing is it's it's inherited. So normally if your parents were investors, then you will be. Um, and if they, if they weren't, you probably won't be. So it, it's really important mm. to get there, get educated, and, and hopefully um, – share it with a bunch of friends, start talking about it, learn a lot, and ultimately not only help the uh, the New Zealand economy because we've needed a bunch more um, investment-minded people for some time outside property. Our um, size of our capital markets, which is the size of our market, uh, our companies and stuff, is, is actually a lot smaller than the size of our property markets, which is mm. really weird when you think about what I was saying before and not true for most large economies. So, um, yeah, it's both important for New Zealand, it's important individually, and I'd just like to have way more people. And then how we can end up shaping um, shaping what the companies look like in the future. You get you can almost think about each share you own as a vote. Well, I mean, you literally can, and um, have ultimately a lot more influence in the outside of the hands of just a wealthy few, which is definitely where it sits right now. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think that's extremely important. And for people who are worried and, and don't like taking too many risks, especially in this time um, with COVID-19 wanting to get into investing, what would you say to those people? Would it, would you encourage them to keep a long-term focus? or? Yeah, you, when you – it's 10-year focus. Have that in the back of your mind. Diversification. So that means not having all your eggs in one basket, dividing that up. And then not listening to some of the, you know, like lots of comparisons to gambling and things. Don't don't go into it with a gambling mindset. Like that implies that you're going after a very sm small company perhaps and hoping that it will turn you into a millionaire overnight, a bit like Lotto. 
but that's not how investing works. Like normally you're investing in some really large companies and and often you'll be a customer of them as well and you have lots of reasons to hope that they'll be successful and do things the right way. Um, yeah, so you're not in this mindset of coming in with a risk, you know, only in investing what you can afford to lose. That's also not necessarily a good mindset to come into because the chances of you losing all your money if you've got that diversification part right are extremely, extremely slim. And if that was to happen, we've probably got way greater problems than mm. our investment portfolios. I mean, that's really global problem or New Zealand Inc. problem. So, um, yeah, and on the risk, the last thing on the risk thing is choose a number that feels comfortable to go in and then commit to it every week. One that, because you'll just be amazed at what, $10 a week, $50 a week, $100 a week, what that will add up to over time. And if you commit to that tent for 10 years and just make that a priority and ignore the ups and downs, it, it'll just... I mean, when when the first time that I reflected on what our share club was actually worth after doing it, it would have been probably eight or nine years into doing it. It was it was mind blowing. I would never have saved that amount of money by myself without mm. that discipline. I know that. I, I definitely err more on the spot side of spending than saving. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And I I know you've already touched on this, but just to clarify, as we come to the end what someone listening who wants to get into investing wants to jump on the shares platform what should they do and what advice would you have for them i'd say do it right now go and sign up and put an amount that they're comfortable with in straight away so just get the, the start the habit basically get in there and then um assuming that amount's not too small don't stress too much about what it is that you're going into just learn the mechanics of how it works and get comfortable with that and then i'd say start doing some reading and read the shares blog um, ask any questions that you want of the team speak to an advisor if you need whatever if you're looking at larger amounts of money then do that uh, and then my final tip particularly with those um, looking at the more dollar cost averaging so that's investing every week type strategy is set up the auto invest and the automatic payment straight away as well and get that happening and it's the one of those things that in a couple of years you just give yourself a pat on the back for mm. yeah awesome cool you've given us some really important and valuable information so i really appreciate your time thank you so much for coming on Leighton. no worries thanks sarah all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one. 